You know, Jackie, kalokohan lang naman yung mga trustful na yun eh. Like, I don't believe that it does anything to help me feel better about my office mates. Well, yeah, that's warranted, I guess, based on your own experience. But there can be some activities like a trust fall where they would be meaningful and helpful to some teams. We've seen some of that. Kailangan mo ba ng mas makabuluhang chismisan sa pantry? Listen to more conversations about work, both hot takes and thoughtful takes with me, Carl Javier, and Jackie Caniza on The Imaginable Workplace. Check it out on Spotify and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Hi, I'm Bella Perez Rubio, and you're listening to Teka Teka. In today's episode... Take a look at key findings of the House Select Committee investigating the attack on the U.S. Capitol on January 6, 2021. The eight hearings so far have been televised and compelling productions, presenting nearly a year of investigative work by lawmakers. We have a breach of the Capitol! The case against Donald Trump in these hearings is not made by witnesses who were his political enemies. It is instead a series of confessions by Donald Trump's own appointees, his own friends, his own campaign officials, people who worked for him for years, and his own family. They have come forward and they have told the American people the truth. That was Wyoming Representative Liz Cheney, Vice Chairperson of the January 6th Committee. When hearings began in June, the panel showed that former President Donald Trump oversaw a concerted effort to overthrow the results of the 2020 elections. Even after his own staff repeatedly informed him that there was no evidence to support his claim that they were stolen. In other words, Trump knew he was spreading lies. Listen to what Trump's former Attorney General, William Barr, who resigned in December 2020, had to say. Repeatedly told the president in no uncertain terms, I did not see evidence of fraud that would have affected the outcome of the election. And frankly, a year and a half later, I haven't seen anything to change my mind on that. The panel made the case that it was Trump's lies about the elections that riled up his supporters. They responded to his call for a massive protest on January 6, the day Congress was set to certify election results. Those who invaded our Capitol and battled law enforcement for hours were motivated by what President Trump had told them. The election was stolen and that he was the rightful president. President Trump summoned the mob, assembled the mob, and lit the flame of this attack. That was Representative Cheney again one of only two Republicans that form part of the nine-member House panel. She featured heavily throughout the hearings in an attempt to make a bipartisan case against Trump. Some of the most damning findings presented by the committee had to do with Trump's actions, or lack thereof, on the day of the attack. Much of this information was taken from the testimony of Cassidy Hutchinson, a former aide to Trump's then-chief of staff, Mark Meadows. 
She testified that hours before Trump's supporters began marching to the Capitol, as he was preparing to address them at a rally, he was told that they were armed. She says he didn't care. I was in the vicinity of a conversation where I overheard the president say something to the effect of, I don't effing care that they have weapons. They're not here to hurt me. Take the effing mags away. Let my people in. They can march to the Capitol from here. Let the people in. Take the effing mags away. Mags is short for magnetometers or metal detectors. Hutchinson further testified that Trump planned to join his supporters, led by the Proud Boys, a far-right and neo-fascist group in the Capitol. He had to be stopped by his own security detail, and he resisted in dramatic fashion, attempting to grab the steering wheel from Secret Service agents and lunging at them from the back seat of the car as they drove him to the White House for his own safety. Lawmakers broke down every single one of the 187 minutes between the beginning of the riot and the tweeted video where Trump eventually told the mob to stand down. The mob was accomplishing President Trump's purpose, so of course he didn't intervene. Here's what will be clear by the end of this hearing. President Trump did not fail to act during the 187 minutes between leaving the ellipse and telling the mob to go home. He chose not to act. That's Illinois Representative Adam Kinzinger, the only other Republican member of the House panel. Kinzinger's colleagues went on to reveal that White House counsel Trump's staff and his children all urged him to condemn the violence at the Capitol and tell his supporters to stand down. He refused for hours and sat in his dining room instead, watching Fox News and calling up senators to try and rally them to his cause. Donald Trump would not get on the phone and order the military or law enforcement agencies to help. And for hours, Donald Trump chose not to answer the pleas from Congress from his own party, and from all across our nation to do what his oath required. He refused to defend our nation and our Constitution. That was Congresswoman Liz Cheney again, relaying testimony from several Trump officials. One thing Trump did do was set the violent mob on Vice President Mike Pence who refused to block Congress's certification of election results, blasting him on Twitter as the riot was underway. The rioters, who built gallows and a noose in front of the Capitol, came within 40 feet of Pence. A White House security official testified that Pence's security detail feared for their lives that day, calling their loved ones to say goodbye. Here's Cassidy Hutchinson again, recalling a conversation between her boss, former White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows, and White House Counsel Pat Cipollone. I remember Pat saying something to the effect of, Mark, we need to do something more. They're literally calling for the vice president to be effing hung. And Mark had responded something to the effect of, you've heard him, Pat. He thinks Mike deserves it. He doesn't think they're doing anything wrong. And when Trump finally, after 187 minutes of inaction, agreed to record a video ordering his supporters to go home, he refused to use the script prepared by his staff. Here's how he chose to address the mob, whose actions that day resulted in five deaths and the injuries of over 140 police officers. This was a fraudulent election, but we can't play into the hands of these people. 
We have to have peace. So go home. We love you. You're very special. You've seen what happens. You see the way others are treated. We walked you through just a few of the stunning findings of the January 6th panel. And according to lawmakers, the eight hearings so far are just the first installment. On average, the hearings drew 13.1 million viewers and drove headlines for months. But the question is, did they change anyone's mind about Donald Trump? The January 6th committee certainly hoped that they would. But a recent poll from Monmouth University shows that public opinion is relatively unchanged after the hearings. The survey found that the number of those who believe the Capitol riot was a legitimate protest rather than a failed coup attempt slightly rose from 34% before the hearings to 35% afterwards. Meanwhile, the number of respondents who believe Trump to be directly responsible for the riot fell 4%, from 42% before the hearings to 38% after. Trump has indicated that he plans to seek the presidency again in 2024, and his party continues to rally around him. In fact, the few Republicans who have criticized him over his role on January 6 have suffered severe political consequences. Among them is Congresswoman Cheney, a lifelong Republican who was ousted from her leadership post by members of her party in the House for continuing to criticize Trump. She is currently facing a primary challenge in her home state and is expected by many to lose. Here she is with the final word. Donald Trump made a purposeful choice to violate his oath of office, to ignore the ongoing violence against law enforcement, to threaten our constitutional order. There is no way to excuse that behavior. It was indefensible. And every American must consider this. Can a president who is willing to make the choices Donald Trump made during the violence of January 6th ever be trusted with any position of authority in our great nation again? And that was today's episode of Teca Teca. Again, I'm Bella Perez Rubio. This episode was produced by Kat Ventura and edited by Presh Capistrano. If you liked today's episode, share it with a friend or two. And don't forget to leave us a 5-star rating on your podcast app. It really helps get the word out about our show. Thanks for listening! Hold up! What was that? Boring! No flavor! That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week! Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.